Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So this is Lo with Behind the Gloves. I am joined now with Hall of Famer, matchmaker for top rank, Bruce Trampler. Bruce, how are you? Hello. Great to see you again. Good to see you too. It's been a while. The last time I saw you, was the first time I saw you was uh, the Golden Gloves Nationals last year. Yeah. So it's been a while. <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. So it's, I really wanted to do this interview because I feel like you have a very fascinating career uh, in this sport. You kind of had a bird's eye view of a lot of big names in boxing, like of their careers. Um, and I feel like, you know, like a lot of fighters talk about climbing that ladder. And I feel like with your job and Brad Goodman's job, it's like you're the ones that build the ladder, though. Like they, the steps that they take are ones that you all have set. So um, I really want to talk a little bit about that. Um, first, how did you get started in boxing? That started uh, while I was a, a freshman at Ohio University in Athens. And I met a fighter, interviewed him for the Ohio U uh, newspaper. And he, in, in the course of the interview, he told me he didn't have a manager. He had a five and two record. And he asked if I could help him out. His name was Bill Douglas. And uh, he was the father of Buster Douglas. And uh, But anyway, Bill and I started uh, uh, our journey together in uh, 1967. And um, January of 68, um, I made my first match. It was... Um, Bill Douglas against Hilton Whitaker. Um, we wanted Douglas to win the fight, of course, uh, being the local kid in Columbus, Ohio. And he got knocked down twice in the first round. He got knocked down again in the fourth round. But he knocked the other guy down. He won a 10-round decision. It was a sensational fight. And uh, everyone came up to me and said, that was a great fight. You're going to be a great matchmaker. It was all accidental. You know, I mean... Yeah. Who knew, right? And um, so that's how it started. 
That's awesome. So how did you um, link up with Bob Arum? Well, many years later, um, it's a very long journey, but um, um, I was with Madison Square Garden in the late 70s, and um, Teddy Brenner, the legendary matchmaker, the greatest matchmaker ever, he um, he left uh, the garden. I left about a year later, went out west, and um, around the 1980s when the ESPN was formed, they decided to have a boxing to to um, uh, encourage viewership to attract uh, people watching sports on TV. Uh, there was nothing else at the time except the network boxing, ABC, CBS, NBC, and ESPN was so revolutionary and um, a pioneer in cable TV. Anyway, Teddy Brenner and I were freelance, and at the time, Bob Arum got the contract with ESPN. He hired Teddy. Teddy brought me back, and that's where it all started as far as top rank. How has it been working with uh, Bob Arum over the years? Like, is there, um, do you all feel like brothers at this point? <laughs> yeah, we're we're twins, except we're, he's 18 years older than me. But <laughs> yeah, Bob's going to, he's going to be 91 in December. Yeah. And, but anyway, um, yeah, when, when you work with uh, true legends in, in boxing, like Angelo Dundee, like Bob Arum, like Teddy Brenner, uh, you just learn, listen and learn. And uh, uh it's like the greatest teachers you could ever have if, if you wanted to be in boxing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's so important too, to like really, the people who've gone before you to really take in what they've done um, and learn from it for sure. Um, so the fighters that you have worked with, could you tell us just in case anyone doesn't know, like just the, like the careers you've had a hand in developing? Well, pretty, pretty much anyone that anyone has ever heard of has fought for top rank at one time or another, whether it was uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler, George Foreman, our guy, Kelly Pavlik, um, Manny Pacquiao, Eric Morales, it, it, the list goes on and on. All, just dozens of Hall of Famers, terrific fighters, great people. And uh, there's very few guys that haven't fought for top rank. Oh, you know, Bob started the company in 1966, and I've been there since 1980. And we, we've seen them all at one time or another. I mean, Bob started with Muhammad Ali in 66. And uh, throw a name out there, he's probably fought for us. <laughs> That's awesome. Just to have like that that big of a resume I I mean I admire that um just out of those names who are some of the few that you feel like I wouldn't want to say your favorite but maybe just like the ones that have really stuck out to you like working with them well Ray Leonard was very special still is a great guy um probably the craziest was Johnny Tapia the bantamweight from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. But right now we have Nico Ali coming along, the grandson of Muhammad Ali. 
and uh, geez, so many. I, I, I'm reluctant to say names because I'll leave somebody out, but hundreds of guys. Yeah. Um, who's who of boxing? They fought for top rank, and it's been an honor to work with them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask a little bit about um, the Fury Joshua negotiations you don't have to go into like what's being said behind closed doors because that's not really what I'm here to ask but like just kind of go into like what like how difficult I guess it can be to set up such a huge fight because I think a lot of people grow frustrated and think it's just as simple as oh he wants to fight and he wants to fight why is it not happening well in the case of Fury and Joshua uh AJ fought Usyk most recently Fury wanted to fight before the end of the year, and the timing just wasn't right. Uh, Joshua made a ton of money in the in both Usyk fights, and he uh, he wanted to rest up uh, the remainder of 2022. Fury wanted to go. Joshua didn't want to go. He said, "I'll fight you next year." Um, so it's really a timing thing. Um, yeah more than anything else do you think it's going to be easier to get um fury versus joshua or fury versus Usyk? well Usyk also didn't want to fight the rest of the year yeah so um somebody once told me it takes two to make a match right so <laughs> fury's ready for anyone they weren't ready for fury at this time of course they'll fight him they're, they're professionals but uh so fury uh, wanted to get, he now wants to take a fight, a stay busy fight, and uh, just be active before the yeah. holidays and go into 2023 coming off of a, a fight. Yeah, and Usyk and Joshua, they both had, I mean, those were two big back-to-back -back fights, so I understand they want to spend, and, and also Usyk's going through all the stuff going on at home, so I mean, it's understandable that they want to take the holidays off. I mean, they're only human, but Fury, I've always said this. I feel like he would square up in a Walmart parking lot. Like he doesn't care. Like he just wants to fight. Who's he remind you of? He reminds me of my husband. <laughs> Cause that's exactly how, like they just have very similar person. Like they have very unique personality. So it's really weird when I first saw Fury on TV and I was like doing a double take at my husband. I was like, who, who is this guy? I was just, it was so weird. Well, I, I see the resemblance. I met your husband in Tulsa and uh, there is a resemblance. Oh yeah. And they're both very like showmen, but uh, they can knock your head off. Like it's, it's uncanny. I would love for them two to meet one day, just, just to see if they like each other or if they hate each other. Cause people that are like, you just never know. They're either the best friends or they're their worst, worst enemies. So. Fury's the greatest guy in the world. He likes everybody. Yeah. They get along great. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's my, my husband doesn't know a stranger. It's they're like uh, human golden retrievers, is what I like to think of them as. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to touch on this is a bit of a touchy subject, but the Connor Ben Eubank Jr. fight. Um, it's obviously off now. Um, there was some push to keep it going. Uh, with Eddie Hearn, um, but it, it's 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 the British Boxing uh, Board of Control has officially called it off. Do you um, 
do you agree that should have been called off? I, I don't know all the facts. I know there's different uh, methods to test. There's VADA, there's USADA, and they have another um, company over there. I don't know enough about it to give you an intelligent answer. Yeah. Uh, I like to see the fight like everyone else, you know, when it's not a top rank show, we're fans, right? We're all boxing fans. We'd like to see it, but, um, and I, I guess it'll eventually be rescheduled, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I can't make a call on that one. Yeah. Um, and speaking of a top rank show, uh, next week we have two huge fights on one card. I'm really excited about this. I think I'm more excited about this than any other fight going on in October. But we have Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall, and we have Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Baumgartner. Um, it's a historic, historic all female card. Um, how, I'm just amazed that that was all put together the way it was. Like, it's just like. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One great fight with another great fight, because I feel like those two fights alone could have had their own uh, main event. But the fact that they're together, I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah, it's a great show. And it, it was postponed from last month. And uh, everyone stayed in training. Um, they're eager to go through with it. I think women's boxing in the UK is is more popular than it is here for a couple of reasons. One, England is a very small, geographically, a small country, and they're very passionate boxing fans over there. They don't have NFL football, NBA basketball, NHL hockey. They really have uh, soccer, which they call football, and they have boxing. And so you, and you can be a fan of both or one or the other. But here there's so many other uh, sports. I mean, boxing is not is big in America. You know, we've got baseball going on right now, going into the playoffs. NFL started already. And, uh, but they, they embraced their female boxing, the women's fights over there. And uh, so it is an all female card and it's, it's going to be a tremendous show. Both would be a main event on any other show. It, it's, it's a great showcase for, for female fighting. Yeah, it's, it's a very strong card. I'm really excited for it. Um, but I also wanted to ask you about um, just your career in general, like, because I know there's a lot of people who are starting out matchmaking. Um, they're trying to get into this career. What advice would you give to them? I think uh, 
is specifically to be a matchmaker, you mean? Yeah. I think it's, you know, we, we get calls all the time from people who want to be, how do I become a matchmaker? And, and you have to build a, a real strong foundation. You have to know the fighters. You have to know who, who manages and trains the fighters. You have to understand styles, um, you know, because if you do make a match, you know, like I said, the first fight I ever made, Hilton Whitaker and Bill Douglas, I didn't know, uh, I'd never seen either guy fight. I just found uh, an opponent and it turned out to be a sensational fight. So I got lucky at the beginning. Um, but as you uh, stay in the sport and as you um, uh, move up in the ranks, so to speak, you know, I, I learned from from Chris Dundee in Miami. I learned from um, Russell Peltz in Philadelphia. Teddy Brenner was my mentor and dear friend. Um, it, it's all about who you know, how you know, uh, in terms of making a match, what's your budget. A matchmaker always has to have a, uh, a promoter bankrolling the shows. So when Bob Aram gives us a date, um, at top rank, we have a, a pretty large stable of fighters, about 75 kids under contract. And so Brad Goodman will go, will go to work. Uh, we're, we're not just putting on a show like most people would around the country. Uh, they want to get their ticket sellers. Um, they don't have television, so they, they live off of ticket sales. We have TV. We have fans in the um, in the crowd, and we have uh, responsibility to our stable of fighters. So we, we're serving three masters there. Plus, we have to get a, a, the fights approved by the local boxing commission. Right. So, um, but how do you how do you do it? You just work your way up. We always tell people go get experience. Uh, make some matches somewhere. We'll, we'll, we track the fighters, we track the, the managers, we track matchmakers. There's some terrific matchmakers around the country right now. Tom Brown in California, Alex Campanova in Ontario, California. Some really, really talented guys who, who and women who have um, a feel for putting together a good fight that the fans want to see and the fighters both want, you know, yeah. you, you spend a lot of time negotiating uh, the purse, the weight, how many rounds, um, how many travels you're going to pay, you know, um, there's, there's a lot that goes into each individual, individual match. And then of course, when you have eight, 10 fights on a card, it's, it's a lot of negotiating. Yeah. Um, in the next year coming up, or as a fan, are there any fights that you are hoping to see? Yeah, I, I you know, as you mentioned earlier, I want to see uh, Fury, who's the best heavyweight in the world. I want to see him fight uh, Usyk, and I want to see him fight uh, AJ. And, um, you know, I wish we had a real good American heavyweight right now besides Wilder. Uh, we've got a kid named Jared Anderson who's coming. Yeah. He was a terrific amateur, and uh, he's one of our, our top prospects. 
But um, yeah, there, there's so many fights um, you'd like to see. You know, we all we all make matches on paper, and 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 then you try to actually put it together to where okay. you're setting the contract out. You, you've reached a, a deal verbally, and um, you know we've we've got other champions, other kids on the way up. Shakur Stevenson made a big hit the other day. Uh, his last opponent or previous opponent, Oscar Valdez, is coming back. Lomachenko who, like Usyk, is from Ukraine, which is a war-torn country. They're actually rallying pretty good right now against the Russians. Um, but Loma's coming back this month on October 29th. And um, um, Teofimo will be fighting in New York, Teofimo Lopez. So we've got a great stable of kids, and uh, you just try to make the most entertaining fight that you can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of your all stable have former Olympians. Um, and right now with USA Boxing, we're hearing, you know, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, is wanting to take boxing out of the Olympics. Um, yeah. What do you all make of that? Because I've, I've heard I've heard like what USA Boxing um, staff feel about that. Because, of course, you know, it's USA Boxing. But I've never really asked what professional boxing um people think about it well um it'd be like removing college football from uh america that's where all the nfl players come from um it's a it's a great source of experience for kids it may not mean as much to uh amateurs as it used to because television has dropped a lot of their coverage of the sport you know back in 1976 when up in montreal when you had leonard and howard davis and and the sphinx brothers and so many you know terrific fighters uh 80 we didn't send a team to russia because president carter boycotted it um but over the years olympics traditionally have have been a a a, a, a ground to, to develop and showcase the best of the best in the amateur ranks before they turn pro. So we have five kids uh, in our stable right now who were in the most recent Olympics, and we have high hopes for them. But if my understanding is that there will be a Olympic boxing in 2024, and that 28 is where it's shaky. So there's yeah. still time to resolve the issues and maybe uh, uh, keep it going. It's it's such a long-standing tradition. It's such a great sport. It's a different sport than pro boxing. Different rules. Oh, yeah. But um, I, you know, COVID screwed up a lot of things. Let's face it. You, you know, yeah. uh, uh, amateur shows haven't happened. Um, everything slowed down after COVID. Even professional promoters stop promoting kids stop going to the gym so we're, we're in a rebuilding period now and the olympics uh, is is very important and i hope it continues and we'll do everything we can to you know to keep the politics out of it and to um you know it's it's a great thing for our kids yeah, uh, I plan on interviewing Mike McAtee, who is the executive director of USA Boxing. Um, very great guy. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing him soon, too, about 
just the status on all of this craziness going on with um, the International Olympic Committee. So hopefully we hear more about, you know, what the latest update is on that. But I think I think we're going to get into a good place. Um, and it's also important for me to let people know that it's not USA Boxing that is um, behind the reasonings for this Olympic uh, situation. It's it's other or Olympic organizations, other countries who I guess have unfortunately um, played into some not very good strategies to ensure they get some gold. So uh, it's not us, it's, it's somebody else. <laughs> That's usually the way. Yep. Yeah, but hopefully our um, our fighters and our athletes don't have to suffer the consequences of someone else's actions. Hopefully we get um, back on some good footing. But Bruce, thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, your afternoon to speak with me. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> no, I I, I think um, I I appreciate the the time you've shared with us, and um, I appreciate everything on a personal level that you're doing for boxing in your area and around the country. You're, you're more than doing your part with uh, USA Boxing and it's much appreciated. We need people like you as much as we need people like Bob Arum. And, and um, so I say thanks to you. Oh, well, thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, well, you take care. You have a good day. You too, thanks a lot. Thank you, bye-bye. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.